And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the latest episode of The Shamrock. I'm Pete Sampson, joined as always by Matt Fortuna. Since we last spoke, Marcus Freeland was confirmed as Notre Dame's next head coach, introduced to the team as Notre Dame's next head coach. Notre Dame looked like it might be going to the playoff for a second, and then wasn't. Um, and then now they're set for the Fiesta Bowl. We just sort of wrapped up with a Zoom conference with offensive coordinator Tommy Reese, and then tomorrow is the big unveiling of Marcus Freeman as Notre Dame's head coach at 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Uh, I'll be there. Matt will be somewhere much warmer. But um, I don't know where you want to start. It's, you know, even though it, a lot has happened in a normal circumstances, but very little has happened in the circumstances in the context of last week when everything in the world happened at once. Well, little, yeah, little in the context of last week, a lot as far as like, oh, wait, this is probably like one of our biggest shows of the year. We're talking about Notre Dame's postseason destination and putting a cap <laughs> on the season. Um I don't know how we missed this. Talk about the Shamrock bump of all Shamrock bumps. Seriously. Marcus Freeman and the guy introducing him tomorrow, two-time guest Brady Quinn, at least two times, maybe three. Um, so you're welcome. Tomorrow's yeah. presentation will be brought to you by the Shamrock. Now, if only Father Jenkins can get away from his busy schedule to join us just, every now and then. I think but you we know, could throw – you know what? Tommy Reese also got a bump in all of this. You know who didn't join the Shamrock and is no longer at Notre Dame? Brian Kelly. Hmm. Interesting. I guess technically he got a bump in some ways. Mick Asaph, uh, who broke this story, apparently also joined <laughs> the Shamrock. It's a, um, lot of, a lot of good vibes on this from, uh, a lot from of good our, vibes. our very uh, humble podcast. But, 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 but I, speak, speaking of good vibes, what do you want sorry, to start with? Well, uh, good vibes. I thought it was very interesting. Okay. Tommy Reese just now just spoke right before um, we got on this. Um, he got asked about player reaction stuff, and he said, quote, we haven't felt this in the program before, this excitement and the support for one another. Um, I mean, he was describing, you know, the, the reaction to the players, but like that was, you know, well, not surprising to anyone who's actually been following this program in the last week or so, like to hear it said out loud is like, yeah, like let's go. Like if you told me, if you said preseason, Notre Dame's going to be number five, like that's usually like the worst number in the world you want to finish as in the sport, right? in the college football playoff era. But with the way the season started, um, with the, you know, the way this last week has gone, um, and, and with the opportunity at, up ahead of them, especially with all these young guys, I mean, it's, it is exciting. It, it, it's, you know, usually the team that the first team that misses a playoff, either everyone opts out or they don't get up for the, the bowl. Like everything's looked at as a consolation prize. I'm sure for Ohio state, like at the Rose bowl, it could be treated that way. Um, it's not going to be treated that way for Notre Dame with the Fiesta bowl now and the other, uh, uh, part of it that I thought was interesting was Marcus Freeman, um, who did not speak on the call tonight, but went on uh, ESPN this afternoon. Straight up acknowledged, we have not won a major bowl game in a long time, so this is a big opportunity for us. The last guy, if you ever brought that up, as Pete learned the hard way, um, <laughs> would bite your head off. So um, embracing that, too, I think is is important. Um, and, and, you know, not leaving it as this unspoken thing where, like, ooh, like, 
what are you talking about? Everything's fine here. I mean, they're a good program, but like there's a lot left to be accomplished this season. And I think this staff and this roster is very excited about the opportunity to do that. It almost feels like for Notre Dame, like the enthusiasm over going to um, a New Year's Six Bowl is like akin to like what a group of five team would get out of it. And I'm not saying obviously Notre Dame is not a group of five team, but like there's no subtext at all about like, God, I wish we were in the playoff or, oh, you know, if we look back at Cincinnati, if we just made those, you know, one or two plays, it's, um, it's all just sort of like, I don't want to say it's like house money either, but it feels closer to that. Like Notre Dame gets to go out and sort of take the energy that you saw in the videos uh, of Marcus Freeman's introduction and like turn that into a game plan, which is really unique. I mean, you're never going to get this kind of opportunity again, if you're Marcus Freeman, Um, you know, you just don't, you don't get a second first game. So it's, it, his is pretty special though next year. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it it makes the whole game fascinating. I I don't, I don't want to say like Notre Dame can play without pressure, but like, Compared to what this would have felt like if Brian Kelly was still the head coach, you'd be like, oh, you're never going to get a better time to win a New Year's Six game than this. Mm-hmm. Like, And then we'll relitigate all the New Year's Six games that they lost. Um, it's a pretty unique opportunity. Absolutely. Um, and as I say, the opener next year is against Ohio State, which is poetic for many reasons for yes. Marcus Freeman, the former Ohio State linebacker. But there, there definitely is an energy and a vibe around this program. I mean, I, I texted with you, I think, Friday after the uh, one of the Freeman videos came out and the, the watermark at the end of it is, you know, what, hashtag ND down more than ever or something or more than ever before. More than and ever, yeah. More than ever. And I, I said to you, like, did they just add this? Because if so, that's like, whoa, directly across bow. And you said they hadn't. But I think the fact that I'd never bothered to watch anything Brian Kelly said on these, if he ever did them to begin with, is um, <laughs> evidence enough that a new day is here. Like, there's intrigue, there's interest. People, we, we said this, I think, the last time recorded, but like the number of people, even, you know, being at the Pac-12 title game Friday night, um, you know, there were some USC reporters there covering the Pac-12. Like the number of people who I've spoken to, coaches, administrators, media, you name it, who are so like excited, intrigued and genuinely happy for Notre Dame right now. And again, I'm not trying to like paint this like villainous picture of Brian Kelly. He did a damn good job at Notre Dame for 12 years, but like it's real. Like the, the, the buzz about Notre Dame is very real right now. And, you know, you, you, I think you said the word cool last time we talked and like that, that's appropriate. I mean, there's genuine intrigue and excitement, obviously in this program, but around this program and surrounding this program. And it'll be interesting to see how that, um, you know, doesn't necessarily carry over to the bowl game into the next season, but what they do with that and how they, they kind of build or retool their brand around that, you know, over the course of this off season. I feel like it should carry over in the bowl game, maybe more than it would carry over next year in some ways, because it's oh, yeah, yeah. there's just there's just this burst of energy that I think the roster is trying to, you know, wants to get out. Um, so that's, I mean, that is really intriguing to me. Like, I don't, you know, if you see the the family photo that Marcus and his family like have at midfield, like, and you compare that to sort of where they were with Notre Dame before, it's just like a totally different vibe. I mean, it's like parents with young kids there's it's just a different energy entirely and i i'm just going to be very interested to sort of see how that gets worked into actual football um moving forward you know how it how it works in recruiting can they can they sort of steal somebody that maybe looks at marcus freeman like holy crap like that's Notre Dame's head coach like i can relate to that guy on a completely different level than i can you know wink wink kurt forents um so that's (laughs) That, that that's going to be fascinating to see sort of how that plays out. Um, 
you know, and, and on top of that is the bowl game itself. It um, the ability to sort of like take the offense and the improvements that have come over the last six games of the season against pretty poor defenses um, and sort of stress test this reinvention against a defense that's much more like Cincinnati or Wisconsin. Um, that is really interesting as far as like just a football story. So there's there's a lot to it. I mean, it, it definitely is one of those times where, look, would have the playoff been great? Yeah, sure. But there's no shortage of intrigue and interest, not just from people like you and me, but from like Notre Dame internally itself. And let, let's be honest, because of the way things played out yesterday, like let's say Michigan lost or, you know, um, Cincinnati lost. After what Alabama did yesterday, if Notre Dame woke up today as a four seed with a matchup against Alabama, as exciting as everything we just talked about is, I do get a sense there would be a little of the same old, same old again. Not to say that you wouldn't want to be in that position, you know, because playoff is better than no playoff. But I think all of our talk, especially this past week about like changing of the guard, we're probably staring at Alabama-Georgia national championship game, um, barring one or two major upsets. So, um, yeah, I'm glad Notre Dame, I'm glad Notre Dame is glad. Um, let me put it that way, because it is a, a good um, opportunity for them. It's an intriguing opportunity for them. It's an opponent they've never played before, which how often can you say that about really anyone when it comes to Notre Dame? And it's a program that usually is on the stage. I mean, Oklahoma State's been top, what, 15 program throughout Mike Gundy's tenure there, but they think this is only their second New Year's Six game under him, if I'm not mistaken. So um, I was waiting for someone to ask Tommy Reese uh, about, on the joint conference call we were just on, about Mike Gundy being a man because he's north of 40 and Tommy Reese being less than 30. Um, but you could do that with Marcus Freeman, as you pointed out, who's less that's, than yeah, 40 that's, as well. But I do want to say to Tommy Reese handled that um, – kind of like quickly put together a media opportunity just now extremely well, uh, especially as far as the intro, the statement, every, everything that came with it. Um, and I, you texted me, you know, right after it saying, essentially, it's not that hard to be a normal person, but he manages to do it anyway, which so many don't in the coaching business. So do appreciate exactly. that. Hopefully that means we'll get I mean, to yeah, speak to him he, and everyone else a lot more under this. I regime. hope so. I mean, it's, uh, I think even just from the standpoint of, um, knowing what question not to answer. You got the Kyle yes. Hamilton question. Is he going to play? I mean, my sources told me last week that if Notre Dame was in the playoff, he was going to play. Um, I don't I don't know where that stands now, but um, it's that's not a question that your offense coordinator needs to be answering, And but you have to be smart enough not to answer it, and Tommy Reese is more than smart enough not to answer it. So it's, um, it's an easy... Yeah, it's just like the normal part of college football coaches is is not as automatic as you may think. So that um, it's encouraging to see. I, I hope that that is uh, an ongoing development moving forward. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. 
The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. I think uh, Notre Dame fans will become well, well acquainted with the non-Oval Park, given the opponent here. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and all the headlines he made last year, and not just for his mullet. Um, Mike Gundy is... Mike Gundy is Mike Gundy. I think that's the only way. He, he's a man, as we all know, but he is Mike Gundy. He is he is unique um, to himself. Matchup-wise, I know we'll have a lot of time to get into the nitty-gritty of this, but, I mean, this is an Oklahoma State program, or I should say team, that has completely flipped the script on what all of us came to know Oklahoma State to be. I mean, they are not that lethal offensively, as we saw yesterday, scoring just 16 points um, with a playoff berth on the line. Um, defensively, I'd be surprised if Jim Knowles or defense coordinator doesn't win the Broyles Award this week as the nation's top assistant coach. I mean, they have one of the best defenses in the country. Um, they are, you've tweeted this, but they're, they're going to test Notre Dame's defense in a way that they have not been tested um, since Cincinnati way back in week five. So um, football-wise, this should be a really, really interesting matchup. And I, I'm curious to see all the different ways Notre Dame tries to attack them and, you know, what head coach Marcus Freeman's, Freeman's plans are for the defense because I think Mike Elson will eventually be named defensive coordinator. I know that's not exactly finalized, but is it his defense? Is it Marcus Freeman's defense? I mean, again, they've worked together this year. I don't think there's going to be much like splitting hairs in that regard. They're going to be on the same page, but you know, they went from an office head coach to a defensive head coach. What's going to be different. Yeah. I mean, if you watched the game yesterday between Baylor and Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State's without Jalen Warren, who's their lead running back in the top 15 in the country in carries. Um, you know, maybe not incredibly explosive, um, you know, at 4.78 yards per carry, but like basically the guy they lean on hard offensively. Um, you know, Spencer Sanders, their quarterback, threw four picks. I'll be interested to sort of see how Notre Dame gets to him because it seems like he's somebody that you can get to um, mentally and physically. So that there's there's a lot to it. Um, you know, Tommy Reese mentioned their inside linebackers who were highlighted on the broadcast quite a bit by Sean McDonough and Todd Blackledge. Is like it they when I watched them play, they reminded me sort of of Notre Dame linebackers. They're not like over going to overwhelm you physically, but just like are in the right place at all times and very tough. So there's I mean there's a lot a lot to it. Um, you know, the, their defense, while I started watching the game thinking like, this is Oklahoma state's defense by the end. You're like, Oh yeah, this is Oklahoma state's defense. I think Baylor ended the second half with about like 62 yards of total offense. Um, so it's, it's going to be a great challenge, a great stress test for like whether Notre Dame's offense has improved, how much it has improved. Um, I should say. So, it, there's a there's a lot to it. Also, um, I'll be spending a week in Scottsdale, which is not terrible either. Yeah, I'm curious if you know that was the first of the major games in the day that that implicated Notre Dame's postseason destination one day or another. And it was probably, in my opinion, going in the least likely result to have happened. So when it happened the way it did, I'm like, holy crap, Notre Dame might actually make this thing. And the, the way that game, I mean, you cannot draw up a better ending, like a playoff spot coming inches away. <laughs> Uh, yes. Hats off to Dave Aranda in year two there, going eleven and two and winning the Big Twelve title with a backup quarterback in that game, by the way, uh, and avenging uh, one of their two losses from the season. Just an unbelievable performance from Baylor, and you know Oklahoma State's down there first and goal with like 
little minute and change left, down five, and I'm thinking, all right, you got to let him score here because you got to get the ball back and score immediately. And somehow that defense answered the bell, came up with a goal line stand for the ages and our Big 12 champs and eliminated Oklahoma State's chances. I do think if Oklahoma State wins that game and is a Big 12 champ at 12-1, and they're in over Cincinnati for the fourth spot. I think you're probably um, right. Which would have changed Notre Dame's bowl destination because Cincinnati would then be going to the Fiesta Bowl and Notre Dame would probably be in the Peach Bowl. So there was a lot that happened there. Um, Alabama didn't exactly uh, – Georgia didn't cooperate. Let me put it that way. Alabama cooperated for their own sake, but Georgia did not once, cooperate. Uh, yeah, once Alabama took the lead on Georgia in the second quarter, I'm like, oh, Notre Dame's not going to the playoff. Um, well, Cincinnati I, I mean, was 14-13 for a while. It's like, oh, maybe. Yeah, that was close for a while. Um, but it's like – because it was like Alabama, you needed them to lose decisively. And not mm-hmm. only were they not losing, they were winning, and then they were just kicking the crap out of Georgia. Um you know, so like the Georgia Michigan game, I will absolutely be glued to that one. That that is a fantastic game. I, I hope. Um, you know, and uh, good good vibes sent towards uh, Mike Denbrock, uh, Notre Dame former mm. assistant coach, and two tours of duty now going to the playoff with Cincinnati. So and and Michael Young, former Notre Dame receiver as well. So it's um, yeah, the the playoff David, is David Ballou, the head head strength coach, Alabama as well. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm glad I'm glad that Cincinnati made it. Um, yes. even if it was. Yes. Uh, over even if it ended up being over Notre Dame like that's a that's the kind of a college football story that I want to see regardless of what happens to them against Alabama which might not be easy to watch but um you know and then Notre Dame felt like you know from this I don't know how many times we've said it on this podcast it's like this didn't feel like like a classic playoff team this year but like somebody has to make the playoff so it might as well be you but it's uh, it's one of those rare rare instances where not making the playoff. I'm not saying it's a good thing they didn't make it, but I wouldn't say it's a bad thing that they didn't make it either. Um, because you know th- this opportunity against Oklahoma State, the ability to sort of like road test so much of what the program is going to be moving forward. You know, when Marcus Freeman talked to the team on Friday in the locker room, um, you know, he talked about how nothing's changing, like. They're going to try to enhance some things, um, but they don't want the culture to change. Like this is Notre Dame wants to extend what Brian Kelly built and improve upon it. So it um, this gives them an opportunity to do that without with maybe a, a touch less pressure than comes with the college football playoff. I mean, if you look at the totality of the season, and I'm going to include a win over Oklahoma State in this scenario, could you have drawn up? And we don't know what the future holds. Like Marcus Freeman could be the next great coach in the world. He could be a disaster. No one knows. I mean, I, I'm betting on the former. Uh, I think he'll do a great job, but we don't know that. Coming into the season, given the personnel losses, um, given the schedule, given everything we, we knew about this team, if you said this team is going to go 12-1 and with a New Year's Six Bowl and finish number five, they'll finish higher probably if they win that, but you know, be the, the first team out of the playoff. Um, and secured its long-term future uh, without sacrificing any of the present as far as roster, recruits, staff members that they actually want to keep. I, I mean, you you race to sign up for this if you're a Notre Dame fan yes. and you don't look back. I mean, we, we, we said again and again, oh, it's Brian Kelly's best coaching job, blah, blah, blah. They've won a good number of games. They're going to a good bowl game, and they've done it um, while working in enough freshmen to get you excited. That all that that's everything 
plus like steroids right now, like what, what yes. they're on right now. I mean, it's, it's supercharged. It is, it, it, it's a really exciting time to be a Notre Dame fan right now. Not that it hasn't in the past, but like there was always that kind of, where's the other shoe going to drop feeling um, with, with big games and recruits and, and, and things of that nature. And now whether it's real or not, like the possibilities real really do seem endless and limitless right now. And that's, that's a really exciting thing for a football program. I mean, every program that hires a new coach is excited and is talking about the future and championships. Notre Dame's been on the doorstep of a championship multiple year, multiple recent years now, and is getting that added breath of fresh air and excitement. So um, it's going to be really exciting to see. Yeah, the the and I would also say like the unification of the Notre Dame fan base over this is not something that should be underestimated because like this is a a never unified fan base. Like there's there's somebody complaining about something all times. This is like a universal adoration for a new head coach and the situation Notre Dame is is suddenly found itself in. So it's um it's a wild situation that like it's got to this point because like you said, the beginning of the season to me, like if you had said ten and two, New Year's six game, you know Buckner is going to be good. Like I didn't even think there would be a, this these mythical fourth and fifth and sixth boxes to check. Um that the hiring of Marcus Freeman, the retention of Reese, retention of Bayless, the fact that you have a head coach who is, you know, going to be your head coach of recruiting for the first time since Charlie Weiss was running the show here. I mean, all that is an incredible turn of events. And yeah, I I will be fascinated to sort of maybe less so with the bowl game, like the Notre Dame fan turnout for the bowl game, but spring game, um, you know, looking all the way ahead to next year, like I, I gotta think like the rejuvenation of the Notre Dame fan base will is going to be a thing. Um, you know, after twelve years of one voice and traits and RKGs and relative and day to day, like to to sort of flip the entire script and go in a new direction, a younger direction, a more energetic direction. I, I feel like that's going to show in the Notre Dame fan base as well. You know what we haven't talked about on this podcast yet. Something to do with what Brian Kelly's figure of speech. Which one? His accent. Does? His accent. His family. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that was something. Um, and I don't. I think we were texting about this over the weekend. Uh, one of our previous friends from the Notre Dame beat, Carter Carrolls, who was at the South Bend Tribune for a while, was actually in Baton Rouge at a restaurant, and Brian Kelly happened to be sitting at the table next to him. And talked to him, and Brian Kelly was like, I don't see what the big deal is about my accent. Um, and, yeah, also a friend of the pod, Clark Lee, I texted him after his commentary about, uh, I was like, I never heard him speak in a southern accent. It was usually a Boston accent when he was upset with me. Um, we had a good laugh about that as well. So, it's, um, yeah, in- interesting first start to Brian Kelly down on the bayou. Interesting is a very, very, very generous way uh, to put it. I, I, yeah, you're trying to be nice. Talk to Clark and others. I mean... A lot of players who I wouldn't say were ever afraid to text me, but definitely want to keep a distance under the Kelly regime. And I'm sure it's similar with you. I've never gotten more like player meme texts making fun of their old coach or making fun of the current situation or um, the accent or, or anything like that. Like, I think everyone's getting a good laugh out of this right now. It's uh, all due respect to Brian Kelly. He did a lot of good things at Notre Dame, but... Um, I think everything everyone wanted to say for a while has finally bubbled into the surface. And when you keep everyone at arm's length the way he did, you don't usually get the benefit of the doubt. So that has been 
Um, interesting to see. I'll be more interested to see like how he sounds next time he gets in front of a microphone because uh, <laughs> that was you something. Him, I mean, like, the- he's pretty disarming about in these situations. Like, I think he will be able to laugh at himself. Um, you would think in this but moment, like, which like is is, he, is but really he's down the play. there now. Like, it's a different. He knows his audience, but if you know your audience, you're not doing that down there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, a lot of things that I felt and thought about that guy, as I'm sure everyone in Notre Dame uh, will echo, like have been completely kind of flipped on their heads in the last seven days, just as far as like what I ever thought he would do or wouldn't do and, and all that other good stuff. Um, the fact that, and I know that's this is going to change, but the fact that most of the key pieces did not go down with him um, so far is pretty telling in its own right as well. Um, but it, it's, it was interesting. I mean, felt like the water boy. It, it, it definitely did. <laughs> Seeing him go down there, talk about his family. I'm not even going to try to to say it in whatever accent he was trying to say himself. But that that was something to watch. It was definitely something to watch. I'll be very curious to see um, how he starts to piece things together down there um, mm-hmm. moving forward. I do have a question for you since you'll be asking questions tomorrow. Uh, what are like the two or three things at top of your mind that you plan to ask Marcus Freeman during his official introduction tomorrow Notre Dame. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10 place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I mean, there. I would say number one on my list, and this is it's it's a question that probably has like eighty seven follow ups. So I don't know if I'll go real deep on it tomorrow. But you know, when you talk about like things aren't changing here, but you're going to enhance them. Like, well, enhancement is a change by definition. So, like, what what do you want to enhance? Like, we can get into the how you're going to enhance it later. But like, what do you think needs to change here? Like, what's what is the the one or two things you would point to first as this is where I ha- I have to affect Notre Dame in, in a new way? Um, and then I would also be interested sort of like 
from your mentors, like who do you lean on the most moving forward? Um, you know, is it, is it Jim Trestle is, you know, I don't, can you, lo- can you lean on Luke fickle probably again, because you don't play Cincinnati again. Um, not that you're going to lean on Luke fickle this month. Cause he's got his own thing going on. Like is leaning on Brian Kelly, like even a thing. Can you do that? Um, I don't know. I don't know the answers to that kind of stuff, but, and I think what I want to hear from him is the answer to like what you what you can enhance has to be recruiting it that has to be the number one thing or the one a thing with relationships with players um i had i had heard and i'm not entirely sure this is true so don't please take this as like pete sampson reported but whenever there's a new goog expansion i believe that the coach's office may get moved around a little bit so it's not so like at the end of a long hallway around a corner and then through another door um, where the players pass by and see the head coach every day. Um, I believe that's how Ohio State's football facility is set up where you almost have to physically walk by Ryan Day's office every day to get anywhere there. If Brian Kelly was in his office in the goo, you could never see him ever. You wouldn't, And you wouldn't even know if he was in there. So how would you know to stop by? Um so that's sort of like personal connection with the players that like kind of a human touch element that, you know, Brian Kelly was a, a political creature and very skilled at it. But in terms of like just sort of embracing people naturally in a warm on a day to day, that was not not really his vibe. I, what, I mean, what do you want to hear from him tomorrow? What If you were there, what would you ask? Um, staff plans. I know right. we, we, we know like the, the rough sketch of most of it, but offensive line, we don't know. Um, special teams, as far as I know, is currently up in the air. Um, Dell Alexander tweeted his tweet this weekend, strongly indicated that he was coming back, but I haven't heard anything That's, concrete in that. That word. is really the staff position that I'm most like unclear about. Um, recruiting strategy and not just like, we're going to get great players. Um, like how are you going to get great players? What are you going to do internally? Um, look, nerding probably got, this is a, a an estimate from industry sources, but they got about $5 million from LSU to buy Brian Kelly out. Mm, Now Marcus Freeman is not going to be the sole beneficiary of that, but the program could be, and that could be allocated a number of different ways, particularly with personnel departments and and recruiting departments and scouting and and all that good stuff. So how are they going to invest in that in a way that frankly they haven't before as a program? Um, What's that going to look like? And I know that's, it's hard to juggle both, right? You're preparing for your first to win your first New Year's Six game in 18 years, or no, excuse me, 28 years, and you're trying to build out the long-term future of this program. But yeah, what's what's all that look like? How are you going to go about um, trying to do all that? Um, so many rivals switching coaches at the same time this year. I mean, it's crazy between Notre Dame, USC, you know, the Washington schools, the Virginia schools. Like, it hadn't even dawned on me because my brain's still processing everything. Like, oh yeah, Notre Dame, USC next year will have Miami two different guys. Miami and Florida, probably, possibly, who knows with them right now. Um, just a, a strange, strange situation. By the way, an email just came in. Chip Long officially Georgia Tech's OC. Under the what they're saying about Chip Long, Jack Swarbrick had some nice words for Did Chip he? Long. Now I'm in a hurry to go read them. Um, yeah. Georgia Tech football has made a great choice in adding Chip Long to its staff. In addition to being one of the most creative offensive minds in college football, Chip is a fierce competitor and great recruiter. Jeff Brom also had some words, and Chip is far as I can tell, did not curse in his intro um, <laughs> intro quotes. Although I, I probably have to reread and make sure I didn't miss anything. Um, but there's one other guy who I thought maybe could have um, 
been part of Brian Kelly's LSU staff in some capacity or another. But if you're going to be a play caller for an ACC team, I mean, you take that and you don't look back. Uh, yeah, and for especially for a defensive head coach, right? Like that's yes. you have you have really free reign to do what you want at a school and he's in, where he's in Atlanta. He's, he's right in heaven recruiting line. Is the you know it's like is Georgia Tech a great roster? No, I watched that from row four behind Notre Dame's bench. <laughs> it is not a great roster. However, um, they have more they have more material than to get shut out in back to back weeks to end the season. So. Interesting to sort of see where that the, the, the individual right, who the individual who may or may not have given you those seats called me up the minute I tweeted the Freeman news Friday morning as I was boarding a flight and I've never heard a, a grown man so excited in my life. Um, <laughs> he said he knew this guy was their next head coach the minute he met them met him um, less than a year ago, but a long time ago. So excited for that. Let the record also reflect Marcus Freeman's first appearance on camera as Notre Dame's head coach had him wearing Big Ten paraphernalia. At uh, the hockey game on <laughs> Friday night. <laughs> oh, I see you, crafty, crafty observer. Yeah, against his alma mater. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that after too. <laughs> so uh, why don't we wrap up on this? Um, I was interested, sort of, what you took away, or like what you felt as you're watching, like the video they put out of him coming to the locker room and him addressing the team, because like those were kind of, to me, like pretty powerful stuff. Um, and it really juxtaposed versus like a coach where you've sort of heard the same message over 12 years. Very powerful. Um, in some ways, even more so because it wasn't a surprise, right? Like they knew yeah. he was going to be their head coach. It's like they were uh, waiting. Like there was yeah. just like, it was like waiting to explode. Because we've seen, this may be a bad, bad example. So please, like they did that for Clay Heldon when he got promoted. They did that for Barry Odom when he got promoted yes. you know, at USC and at Missouri. And those are always like really cool, like emotional videos that get you really excited, whether you're a fan of that team or not. And, you know, when I reported, I think you know, shortly before it became official, like, hey, this is getting official now or soon. Um, I was told like, hey, team meeting, they're going to find out. And my, I'm just wondering, you know, as I'm hearing that, how are they going to find out? Like they already know. It's not like Tommy Reese coming in there like a second after he got off the phone with Brian Kelly saying, I'm not leaving. Like this is this was out there for almost 48 hours at that point. How do you not manufacture a surprise, but or manufacture excitement? But like, how are you gonna, how are you gonna introduce him? And it delivered, um, despite yeah, all those qualifiers. It was a perfect effort. way. It was perfect, and you know, we both retweeted um, Jacob Lacey's father just talking about the excitement in his son's voice all week long. Um, we yeah. saw, uh, you know, it, it wasn't just. It's easy to say, oh, he's a recruiter. Oh, he's uh, won over the defensive players. All oh, the players are tweeting for him to get the job. That's great, but at the end of the day, it doesn't mean – that's a very, very, very small factor in the, inside the picture of many, the many factors that decide whether a guy's right. going to be your next head coach or not. But the combination of that, the combination <clears> of the <throat> offensive guys being every bit as excited, and as yeah, we I mean, both know, the combination yeah. of like serious power players in Notre Dame who have been absolutely wooed by this guy – you can't fake that. I mean, you could fake some stuff on the recruiting trail. We see BSers all the time throughout the country go into parents' living rooms and, and you know sell them a bag of goods. Like this is not that. Like this is genuine. This is the real deal. Um, Jack Swarbrick does not suffer fools. Believe me, he ain't hiring this guy <laughs> as a head coach if he has zero doubt in his mind that he's capable uh, of doing the job uh, effectively. So to to see really all three of those videos, right? The introduction, the address, and then the like minute long. Recap was, was pretty cool. Oh, the Seeing day, his kids yeah, the day the in life was pretty and, cool. That was well done. Yeah, yeah. I told really my cool. uh, my my wife uh, and I shared this with somebody over at Notre Dame. Like, 
the Freeman intro video in the locker room, my wife was like, uh, we're going to start playing this before trials now. Like my associates <laughs> are ready to run through a wall uh, at her law firm. So yeah, it just, there was, all of it was, was pitch perfect. Um, so it's, Hey, it, and it should be on day one, but I, I do think like Notre Dame kind of nailed, nailed all of that stuff. They've sort of nailed the first three days of this. So hopefully, uh, may, <laughs> May long the reign continue of uh, being pitch perfect of everything moving forward with the new Marcus Freeman era here. Let's do it. I'm uh, I'm fired up. I'm sure you are. Um, good luck tomorrow. Again, a question in with uh, however many people are going to be there. I'll be I won't be watching because I'll be driving. I'll be listening. Um, I'll be watching and uh, I'll have a lot of questions myself and I'll be in Las Vegas for what's essentially an AD and coaches convention. It's the Hall of Fame, Cultural Hall of Fame dinner. Um, but there's always a lot of buzz and backroom deals going down. I'll be curious to see what the national buzz is about. Um, obviously about Marcus Stream, but I, frankly, I'm really curious to see what they have to say about Brian Kelly and LSU and what's going to happen there as far as yeah, because there's t- there's right. Well, I mean, also tomorrow there's some player access, um, which yes. they typically have not done in the past, but it's been so long since a head coach was introduced. I'm not sure I can say for certain. Um, so I mean, that will be interesting as well um, to see sort of how they've processed these this week that felt like a month. So uh, we will definitely reconvene next week to talk more about all that uh, as Notre Dame gears up for the Fiesta Bowl. Um, recruiting is coming to a head here as well. So, yeah, a lot of, lot of new stuff. It's a new day for Notre Dame, and I think it's, um, look, it's, it's exciting for Notre Dame football. It's exciting for the Notre Dame fo- football fan base. It's also a pretty good deal for people like you and me who get, like, a new, yes. an entirely new batch of stories to tell, too. So... We're all with, for with human beings who who reply to our texts and yeah. are, are human okay. beings. <laughs> A new day indeed. So until we reconvene next, he's Matt Fortune. I'm Pete Sampson. Thanks for being with us on the latest episode of The Shamrock. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.